Sacred Space. second part of Sacred Space on West Limerick 102 FM. My name is Shane Ambrose and this morning in, I'm joined in studio by John Keeley and Lorraine Buckley. That was a nice piece of music you chose there, Shane. It was and I chose something, I've been waiting to hear that all over the Christmas because Daniel does a nice version of The Drummer Boy and uh, well, he does he does a nice Christmas album. I wouldn't be his biggest fan now, which is the reason John is making digs at me, <laughs> listeners, in case you're wondering. But there's there are some <laughs> bits now, John, I do like. They do like. Now, for this morning's second part of the program, we're going to make this up as we go along, folks. So you'll have to bear with us. Exactly. I know. So we're just going to do a few bits and pieces, uh, predominantly because this 
still Christmas. Yeah. So it's kind of, um, you know, it's one of those kind of lazy days because tomorrow people are, from a lot of people are back to work. The schools are open tomorrow. And it's really the end of kind of the Christmas buzz. And one of the things I love about, about is the fact that, you know, many people still maintain that, it, you know, it's the 12 days of Christmas. And for a lot of people today, actually probably the day they're taking down the Christmas tree, putting away the crib, taking out the holly and putting away the Christmas decorations. Probably a lot of people, will, that'll be on their to-do list today. Um, I think the instruction in our house was the lights were being turned off and when I come home next weekend I'm taking them down <laughs> I think was the instruction that I was given but as we review of course the Christmas a couple of things I suppose that happened over the Christmas period in case people were wondering John the death took place of Sister Wendy Beckett we were just discussing it on the break um, and p- people would associate her of course with the BBC programmes looking at art now I only remember seeing her once or twice but you said you, you remember watching her and you were you enjoyed her programmes well I mean cause I'm not really an arty guy but what I um, appreciated from Sister Wendy was first of all seeing somebody a nun dressed in full garb on the BBC relating back to us listeners explanations about art and so on and so forth and I, I thought it very good it, it made me look and try to interpret what she did but she was certainly very knowledgeable and, and had been doing it for years I think mm. she, she, she died in the 80s or 90s or something yeah I think, I think something like that like I I had seen a programme with her once or twice on the television um and then uh, what I came on across, across it over the Christmas, I came across her obituary was in the Guardian. Uh, you know, you don't see, and she was, she was. It was an interesting one. She was actually a hermit. Um, she had been a religious sister for the Order of Notre Dame de Namur. She was originally born in South in, in February 1930 in Johannesburg, and um, she studied in Oxford. And then she taught for a number of years before she uh, became a hermit, but under the. Um, how shall I say, not the protection, but the, the, the company of the Carmelites. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where she lived in a caravan near their, near their convent. So it's just an interesting one that caught my eye over the Christmas. Of course, Pope Francis had a very busy Christmas as well, because, of course, he had all the Christmas ceremonies. So we had the Vigil Mass Christmas Eve. We had the Mass Christmas morning, the Ubi at Urbi message. And then, of course, the celebrations for New Year's Day and the various Angeluses in between. Now, it was interesting. He spoke about uh, the new new Beatitudes for politicians, which was picked up by a couple of a uh, couple of uh, sites. But, of course, we had to discuss it because that's, of course, what he put out in his message for the World Day of Peace and the requirement that politicians should work, of course, for the greater good, which we covered in our programme on the 30th of December. As well as that, of course, over the Christmas, or over this week, or the week that had just gone, of course, there was the Teze International Meeting, which was held in Madrid. Now, the Teze Ecumenical Community, of course, many people would be familiar with it. It's a group of com- it's a community in Burgundy in France, formed by Brother Roger after World War II, and works for unity and prayer amongst Christians everywhere. And each year over the last number of years, they have gone to a different location uh, to kind of have a festival of faith and prayer. This year it was in Madrid. And as part of that festival, of course, the letter from Teze is published each year, and uh, they, which would, which is kind of the focus for the meditation for the in the in the Teze groups and the Teze uh, prayer meetings throughout the year for the following year. So this year it focuses on Brother Alois has written on let us not forget hospitality, focusing on Hebrews thirteen two. Do not forget to show hospitality, for by doing so, for 
By doing so, doing, some people have welcomed angels without knowing it. And of course, it's a very timely reminder in the world that we live in today. And he folk, he reminds people to discover the sources of the hospitality of God, which is going back to scripture, mm-hmm. to be attentive to Christ's presence in our life, to welcome our gifts and our limitations too, you know, um, to find in the church a place of friendship and to practice a generous hospitality. So there's there's quite a room, a lot for focus and meditation, as there is every year uh, uh, from the letter from Teze. We might do a program maybe later on on, on, on Teze, maybe. Uh, maybe I, I'd say there are a few groups that still practice the Teze chants. Um, I know yeah, there's one in still, the Augustinian church in Limerick, I know they do it. Yeah, the Reds the Reds do it, the Redemptorists do it as well at one of their masses. There's, it's popular, it's still very popular, still groups that go there every year. So that's something that we could look on yeah. uh, for, for mm. 2000. And uh, God, two thousand and nineteen. <laughs> yeah, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still, still I'm still partially in the food coma after Christmas. Bear with me, Shane. Something, something got my eye there um, just this past week, actually, um, and just your comment on it. Does this usually happen? Both the press officer and the and the assistant press officer for the Vatican resigned. Is that normal, or is that just one of those things that happen? Yeah, well, not, it was interesting. Paddy Agnew actually wouldn't be my... Uh, I wouldn't be his biggest fan. Paddy was on. He's a reporter for the Irish Times in Rome. Mm. He was covering this on Radio 1 during the week. So what's happened is Greg Burke was the main papal spokesperson mm. and his deputy, whose name I cannot remember because... It's a, it's a lady. Know, it's yeah. a lady and that's mm, why yeah. I'm very annoyed with myself because I should know it. Mm. She was the first woman um, papal rep- uh, spokesperson like that. Both of them have stepped down. And this is part of the overall reforms that are taking okay. place okay. within the Vatican um, in terms of the um, the restructuring of the communications of the Vatican because there was a huge problem. You had five or six different offices that weren't really talking okay. to each other. But the problem, of course, was the question was, did they go or were they pushed? No, well, that's usual going to be, you know, Italian, Italian. Well, in Italian politics, the problem with it now is you have basically five Italians running the um, the media operations of the Holy See. And I'm just I don't I don't think anyone thinks that's a good idea. I, I didn't think that was Francis. I mean I thought Francis yeah, would be more Exactly. Mm. So this is this is one of the questions as to what exactly is going on. Um it'll be interesting to see what happens. Greg Burke has there'll be no fear of him. He's a numeri of the Opus Dei, so that means he's a full member of the Opus Dei uh, prelature. Uh he's excellent. I you know, even reading over works he has done over the years, you have to be impressed by the man's professionalism. Uh so he you know, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there, okay. just to keep an eye on that one. So Thanks. So then, in terms of New Year, John, a couple of bits and pieces that caught our eye. So we were looking around, because one of the things, of course, I had to do with the blog over the Christmas was try to put up a few old posts in case anyone was reading. Um, these things do happen. Some bit of work has to continue. So a couple of things that struck me, you know, and it was a theme that came up in a couple of blogs, actually, was where did the month of January get its name? And it, of course, gets its name from the Roman god Janus. Okay. Now, most people uh, of my age who are male will probably automatically think of mm, Janice. Wasn't that someone in a James Bond film? Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the uh, the Golden Eye. But actually, Janice predates that. He was the Roman god Janice who was two headed. So he looked backward and looked forward, which is, of course, the idea why the month you look back to the new old old year and look forward to the new year, which is why, of course, January is the month at the start of the year. Um, so he could look ahead to the future and back at the past at the same time. And it's just an interesting one, just, you know, that's kind of an idea for us to, at this moment in time, kind of to look back and look forward, always at the same time. But, you know, a new year is unfolding, and I came across a lovely quote, a new year is unfolding like a blossom with petals 
curled tightly, concealing the beauty within. And another one was, Lord, let this year be filled with the things that are truly good, with the comfort of warmth in our relationships, with the strength to help those who need our help, and the humility and openness to accept help from others. And it's just something, I suppose, for people to take it easy and be careful, because, you know, 2019, you know, you, you, it's probably not going to be that straightforward in terms of the macro environment around us. Um, you know, we'll discuss it next week on the programme, uh, as my two colleagues were only delighted to remind me this morning. Next week's programme, of course, will be the, the Sacred Space 2018 Year in Review, uh, where we will undertake a review of all things ecclesial throughout 2018, from the global to the local level, uh, led by yours truly. And we will also then gaze into the 2019 uh, Ecclesial Crystal Ball and try to figure out, well, what will happen ahead of us in the year to come in terms of big events that are going to take place and pickups along the way that might happen. But I suppose one of the things we'd say to people is, you know, don't be... at uh, don't worry. Mm. I exactly. think is the thing mm. about it. you know it'll happen. Mm. If mm. things will happen, they'll mm. progress, um, and you know t- take it as it comes because you can't. You know, don't borrow trouble. There's nothing no. on all our plates no. all of the time, you know. And if you think about it, like, you know, even thinking on the subject of time, you know, can prove very discomforting for people. You know, um, you know, but thinking about it's not a bad idea, especially at the start of the year. You know, if we look into the year 2019, we're, you know, we're looking at a block of time. We see 12 months, which is 52 weeks, or 365 days. It's 8,760 hours. That's 525,600 minutes. It's 31,536,000 seconds. And all of it is a gift from God. You were listening to Sister Nipner giving us that a few years ago. That's where you got that from. <laughs> no, no, no. I found it myself. I found it myself. Okay. okay. Uh, but remember, it's all of this time is a gift from God. And we have done nothing to deserve it, to earn it, or to purchase it. It's like the air we breathe. It comes to us as part of life. And, you know, it's not ours alone. It is given equally to each person, rich and poor, educated and ignorant, strong and weak, Every man, woman, and child has the same 24 hours every day. And another thing about time, of course, is that you can't stop it. There's no way to slow it down, to turn it off, or to adjust it. It just marches on. It's like a river flowing through. You can ride it out, but you can't cross its course. You cannot bring back time. Once it's gone, it's gone. Yesterday is lost forever. If yesterday is lost, tomorrow is uncertain, so you can only live in the moment. We may look ahead at a full year's block of time, but we really have no guarantee that we'll experience any of it. And obviously time is one of our most precious possessions. We can waste it, we can worry over it, we can spend it on ourselves, or as good stewards we can invest it in the kingdom of God. And the new year is full of time. As the seconds tick away, will you be tossing out time out the window, or will you be making every minute count? Was a great little re- that was a great little reflection I came across that I thought, I, do you know what? It's from a guy called Stephen Cloud, and I thought it was a great little one just to, s- to share with people this morning, right, John? Perfect. I like it. I Perfect. thought you might like that one. Perfect. Though. You know, and it's, 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 it's just something for us all, us, us all really to consider. Now, Pope Francis is going to have a busy year ahead, folks, and we'll co- cover that uh, next week's program. One of the main things he's going to be looking at, actually, of course, is the fact the World Youth Day is at the end of this month. Mm. Now, 
everyone's kind of going scratching their heads yeah. and going hang on Shane that's usually in August when the kids are off school mm. yeah it is except this year it's in Panama that's right and it yeah. nearly snuck up on us mm, yes. I, yeah. uh, so we'll be we'll be discussing that as well next on next week's programme but of course all the prep is going ahead for that to be held in Panama obviously it won't be as huge as say it would be in other countries uh, so it'll be interesting to see see what happens um, one of the things that John mentioned at the top of the programme of course was intentions and one of the things we do on the radio programme and in particular that we do on the blog is we do our prayer intentions and we'll be asking people for prayer intentions for 2019 so we'll update the page on the blog and we'll inform readers and listeners about it now it's just a reminder um, particularly for our listenership who are not able to get out this is something we ask you to get involved with uh, throughout the coming year in terms of this is your active participation mm, as part mm, of mm. the Sacred Space mm. family and community on the radio where we will have what we call our Sacred Space intentions and we ask our listeners who are to, 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 to pray and reflect on those and what we'll do is we'll go through those intentions and also give you a particular patron saint and you can if you, you know, you're you not going to remember all the intentions so take one or two of them take the patron saint with it and and remember that one for the year ahead and if, if, if anyone's listening that's involved in parish ministry uh, it's a suggestion that we make that you might find this as a good idea particularly for those who are housebound uh, who might not listen to Sacred Space you know there are a few of them out there <laughs> many. Mm-hmm. Um, you know you like if you'd like to you know take the list um, put the information together and share it with those particularly maybe that are on the, Friday, the first Friday call list or maybe the list of those that are uh, taking communion by Eucharistic ministers on a Sunday um, just something to think about like that so for example last year we are our intentions were around the protection of the unborn, uh, protection of persecuted Christians, uh, support of marriage and family life, for example, praying for the sick, praying for cancer patients in particular, praying for vocations. And, you know, so they are the types of things. If anyone has any ideas, just they want us to include. So, so send us a town text message on 87 So that's 87 or if you want to drop an email to sacredspace102 at gmail.com. So then, Lorraine, did you have anything you want to share? How was your Christmas? Uh, Christmas was very well. It was uh, it was actually quite beautiful. I went into the Redemptorist for the 12 o'clock Mass on Christmas Day, which was a beautiful sung Mass. Uh, yeah, it is. really uh, is, mm. is just wonderful. And then I had the pleasure of actually visiting the UK over the Christmas season and was at a Mass over there in London. And Shane, you would be delighted to attend this mass. All right, it was an hour and ten minutes. It was a full Oof. sung mass. Oof, um, right. And it was just their normal Sunday mass. Mm. They, wow. Yeah, their normal Sunday mass. They have five masses on a Sunday, and each of them is extraordinarily well attended. Wow. I'm I, jealous. I know. Uh, <laughs> I, I said to my friend whom I was visiting, I said, uh, I don't know how you are not a saint after this. Mm. <laughs> you know, one, one of the things that um, we kind of mentioned at the start of the programme, it just reminded me of it, uh, Lorraine, um, you know, that, that some of us, quite a few of us, were sick over the, over the Christmas. I'm sure a lot of our listeners are sick over the Christmas. And I think we, we sort of mentioned this before. Those of you out there who might be techie with some technology or some maybe maybe you've got a, a mobile phone, a smartphone, or you've got a, a computer or whatever, try to go out every now and again to church services. And in, within church services, there's a range of masses that are available online. The Redemptist, for instance, everything that's on the Redemptist dynamic comes out online, include the Midnight Mass, or it, it, it could be whatever. I mean, Lorraine just mentioned the 12 o'clock Mass there, but also Mass from various parts of the UK and so on and so forth. 
I think it'd be something that could really uh, help those people who are sick and who can't get out so much in their own community who'd love to go to Mass. Just like Shane, they'd love to go to a mass one hour and ten minutes and a full no, music no. and so on and so well, forth. Well, yeah, well, no, it depends. Now that, now, that actually brings me on to a nice little uh, thought, maybe, that I just picked up myself there in regard to the new year and so on and so forth. And this one is entitled Time for New Beginnings by Taylor Addison. This is a time for reflection as well as a celebration. As you look back on the past year and all that has taken place in your life, remember each experience for the good that's come of it and for the knowledge you've gained. Remember the efforts you've made and the goals you have reached. Remember the love you shared and the happiness you've brought. Remember the laughter, the joy, the hard work and the tears. And as you reflect on the past year, also be thinking of the new one to come. Because, most importantly, this is a time for new beginnings and the celebration of life. So it's a new year. Never uh, never wrote that page before. We didn't write anything on that page before. Now's our chance to go out and do our own little thing. And as a little bit of inspiration around that, I um, watched a fantastic video over the Christmas season, which is available online. It's available on YouTube about Sister Claire Crockett, yeah, right. who is who was a member of the Servant Sisters of the Home of the Mother. She was a young Irish uh, sister from Derry who died um, during her ministry. But it is a fabulous um, documentary. It's called All or Nothing. I was a little bit slow in watching it at the start because I was like, oh, it's going to be so sad. It's going to be... It's actually just a wonderfully inspiring video. Um, You can read more about Sister Claire on the website that the sisters have set up for her, sisterclaire.com, or if you go onto YouTube... And just put in Sister Claire Crockett, All or Nothing. The full movie is available there. Beautiful. Thank you very much indeed, in fact, for giving myself an end the link as well. And Shane might even be able to put that link up on mm-hmm. our blog if possible. Maybe, Shane, just to finish up, one last little thought before we go for our final bit of music. Or maybe we might just go for our final bit of we music. We'll go for our final bit of music, which I thought was very appropriate for the day yeah. that was in us. Yeah, OK. Because it's, uh, as today is the Feast of the Epiphany. Do you want, no, what were you going yeah, to say? Yeah, yeah going to say? go on, Shane. <laughs> so today, of course, is the Feast of the Epiphany. So, of course, it commemorates, uh, we'll discuss this more in the, yeah, in the third yeah, part yeah, of the program. Yeah. But, of course, it, it's uh, the visit of the Magi are the, the, the wise men to the baby Jesus. And, of course, the great song is We Three Kings of Orient Are. And this is by the Celtic Tennis. Oh, oh, oh. 
offer have I Incense owns a deity Sacred Space, 